Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. All right, ladies, we have a special guest this week, Lee McKenzie. She is a podcaster and author with a brand new book coming out very soon and a survivor of childhood abuse. But most importantly, she has been made free because of God's great love for her. Lee has a huge heart for teen girls, and I'm very excited that she's joining us this week. Lee, we're so excited that you are joining us today. You're like one of the most amazing people I think I've ever met. So these girls can get to know you a little bit better. I want to ask you a couple of questions. And so the first question is, so tell me something fun about you that not very many people know. Well, first off, I feel like you've already oversold this because (laughs) don't believe the press, everyone do not believe the press. Probably one of the, one of the fun things that most people don't realize about me is when you meet me, you think I'm like this huge extrovert and I love being around people and I'm really good at being around people, but I'm actually just a very high functioning introvert. I would rather be by myself all day long in silence or reading a book or something else. And so I think that's kind of a funny thing. Like we become whatever it is that we need to become. And it's like, wait, I I had no idea you were such an introvert until you do. So my quirkiness. I love it. See, that's one of the things (laughs) I love about God. He has a sense of humor. (laughs) He can take us us introverts and be like, Hey, you're going to be around like (laughs) lots of people. It's like, (laughs) <laughs> and, and if he can speak through a donkey, I guess he's going to speak through me. So I think we're good. He understands us and he loves our, the way he made us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So what is your favorite worship song to worship to right now? It's funny. Okay. So I'm doing worship this weekend for the first time in a while on stage. And I don't know some of these songs, which is really funny, but the one that I think that has really resounded with me for quite a while that I led a couple of years ago was Graves into Gardens. And it's really, I think part of the reason why it's really resounding with me now is that I was like in a cemetery life of faith and everything where things were dead and yet God brought me into the garden of his delight and his mercy. And so I love how it's like, you know, he turned mourning to dancing. He gives beauty for ashes and he's the only one who can. And I just, I don't know, that's, it's resounding with me in this season, I suppose. I love that. I so love that. (laughs) I can, yes, yes, I can totally relate. That was like one of those songs that like just gets me. Like anytime I listen to it, it just gets me. What is your favorite verse that you like to stand on? I have two probably. Psalm 23, four is though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And it kind of goes hand in hand with that Deuteronomy verse. Like the Lord will never leave you. He will never forsake you. 
And again, I think it's just indicative of the season I've just been through. I know, I know that I know that I know that I know that no matter what valley I go through, no matter how hard it is, that at least I'm in it with Jesus. And sometimes he's carrying me. Sometimes he's sitting in the sand with me, but I always know that I don't have to fear anymore because he's with me. He is with me. He is God. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And so I guess those are the two that I, I always go back to and always stand on. Yes. I guess I love that. All right. So tell us a little bit about who Lee is and how you got to be where you are today. Oh, for heaven's sakes. That's a, I'm old girl. So, I mean, there's a lot to that. I'm a wife and I'm a mom and I have a son who's biological, who's in college right now. He's in computer science engineer. I have a daughter who's 15 and she is adopted from Ethiopia. And my husband and I have been married for 30 years and I love scripture. So I like teaching it. I like researching it. I like writing about it, but yeah, that's my life. I live in Chicago and I've been writing a book, doing a podcast. Um, God just keeps leading me in these really weird, strange places. And I'm just like laughing as I'm like tripping through the desert after him. <laughs> it's been really an interesting season recently because I was working inside of a multi-site mega church, like one of the big gigantars. And I worked for preaching pastors and everybody else, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, God called us out of that and up to Chicago. And so I came up to Chicago and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a 50 year old woman. Where am I going to make friends? My daughter's going to go to high school, but where do I meet friends? And so I'm in this, I, I actually feel kind of like a freshman in high school, like, hi, I'm new here. You know, please don't stuff me in the locker. And uh, I'm like awkward. I'm socially awkward. So that's a whole nother issue for me. But yeah, so it's like, it's such a funny thing. And God was just like, I am taking away everything you thought you had, like your name, your reputation, anything that anybody ever knew about you. And you're going to go where I ask you to go. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like a plan. God, you better be in it with me. So so right there with you. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I, I totally, totally understand. All right. So I know that God has placed a special message on your heart for these girls. Yeah. As I was praying about this, and as you and I talked about it, Jamie, I really, the power of the no is what we're going to talk about today. And I want you to know that the word or the expression no is a complete sentence. You don't have to make explanation or anything. You can just say, no. And that is good enough. And I think part of the reason I'm really kind of passionate about this is because as very young, young, young child and growing up, my no was often ignored. And so I know that with my daughter, I made sure that we would, she would have a good no, because I wanted her to be prepared for whatever would come her way in order for her to be able to stand up on her own two feet and advocate for herself. And so what I found is that actually much to my consternation at certain times, she uses the no on me. And I'm like, that is not cool. Like that was, that no was not supposed to be for me. It was supposed to be for other people. Not, don't you tell me no, I'm the mom, but you know, so there we go. But that's, I'm really passionate about this, particularly with teen age students who are, who are female, because so often we're, it's almost like in our heads, we're supposed to play nicey nice and be kind and be helpful. Like we're supposed to be doing all these good, nice, sweet things and okay, be good, nice and sweet. But sometimes there's a no that needs to go with that. And I never felt comfortable 
with saying no, because it was never listened to for me. So often we just want to be accepted and liked. And so we'll do anything. You know, just like me, just tell me I'm pretty. Tell me I'm smart. Tell me I'm, I'm a good girl. Show me what to do. And we can sometimes get into those circles of people can be very manipulative with it. And if you're nice, if you're kind, if you're willing, if you're generous, there are times we've got to start really thinking about what our no should be and what our yes should be. That know when I met my husband, he was always that nice, kind Christian guy, but people would just walk all over him all the time. And it, it just turned into that people pleasing thing. And I think so many teens today, they struggle with people pleasing because I think manipulation has become commonplace among this generation. And so it's easy if somebody says, well, if you don't do this, then I'm going to do this, or I'm not going to do this. And so what would you say to these girls as they're walking that journey of friendships or maybe they're dating? You know, what would you say to them in that that situation? Yeah, when there are reprisals for saying no or for standing up for yourself or for advocating, you know, sometimes we have to suffer for doing what's right. But, you know, I was thinking, I've been thinking through a lot of this as, as I've been praying about it and considering my own daughter and considering all your listeners and the moms out there and the dads out there who are listening. I was really thinking about like, I'm so proud of my daughter because she does not suffer fools well. Like I have suffered fools way too well, but at least I taught her better. And like when her friends, she'll come home and she'll talk to me about how her day went and she'll say, you know what? I have told this person, you know, three times, stop doing that. And, you know, like they'll go out to lunch or whatever. And she's like, I don't like it when you do this. Gave them another chance. Please stop doing that. And then on the third try, she's like, I'm not having lunch with them anymore. I don't care. That's ridiculous. I have asked them politely. I did it multiple times. And now I will turn and walk away from that because they don't respect me. I'm like, wow, you are so grown up. Like, would you parent me now? <laughs> like that is like wisdom. And and honestly, Jamie, you talk about it just with our teenagers, but this is a thing going on with in the church. This is a thing going on within societies. This is a thing going on within culture. And so we want to be those people pleasers. We don't want to rock the boat, rock the boat. We just, we just want to get along and make everyone happy. And the nurturing side, I think a lot of us wants to like, let's just keep it going. It's going to be okay. But at what point does you or me or people around us, if we don't say no, what point does that become enabling for others to have bad behavior? Or you continue winning by running over other people's nose. Having worked with students in, in high school and college and in ministry and stuff, I, I think about like the bullying. And it's like, all it takes is really one or two people when they see someone being bullied to go, stop it. That's not right. Uh-uh. And your strong no can push the enemy down. Scripture calls us to you know, resist the enemy and he will flee. But there has to be almost like a conviction behind our nose. Like if somebody is being bullied or being, you know, whatever, and you're watching that and they're like going, leave me alone, leave me alone. You have no idea the power of your no to step in, what that could do for the entire like environment culture that's around you in your school. I think about it for the person who's being bullied. And I also think about it for the bully. And then it's also for the crowd who watches around. You know, when the bully finally gets somebody to go, mm -mm, that ain't going to happen anymore. 
we ain't doing that. Something happens and there may be reprisals, but depending on how strong your no is and how, how deeply you are doing it, I feel like there is a blessing when you like stand up to the unrighteous. And not only that, when I look in scripture and I'm reading the new Testament, I'm always looking at it from multiple different facets and angles. And when Jesus is teaching, I'm listening to his words and I'm reading his words and I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, he's barbing that one. And he's jamming in that one. And he's like lifting this one up. But what I love most about it is I love seeing what the crowd does. The crowd's response to Jesus, the crowd's response to Jesus's teaching. And it's really funny because they talks about separating the sheep from the goats. You can tell who the goats are, right? By the response to what was right, by the response to the truth, the people who have been like pushed down forever are like, yeah, get them, brother. Like, go, Jesus, go. And the, the people who want to be like the power mongers and the people who are in authority, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they're like, oh, 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 oh that ain't going to happen. Oh, oh, really? Well, let's figure out another way to get him. And, and so it's really interesting. You can really meet out who's on what side, depending on what their response is to your no. Just listening to what you're sharing, it reminds me of a couple of situations when I was younger. I remember being in sixth grade and there was this bully. I got bullied quite a bit, (laughs) but there there was this bully and he came up, he was taking a pencil and trying to like jab it in my back. Like it was just pretty crazy. He mentally had some challenges (laughs) and another kid stood up and like told him no for me because I was just shy. And so he stood up for me and it was amazing whenever that happens. And so like, I think about that situation. I'm like, if we did that for other people or even ourselves, like how much could that change? And then I fast forward another year later and I was being bullied again, this time by the most popular girl in the school and nobody stood up for me and like how that made me feel, you know, and it's like, and I didn't feel like I had a no either at that point in time. And it's just, it's amazing when we stand up or somebody chooses to stand up and to be that one that says, you know what, this is not okay. And it's not going to happen. How much of a difference could we make? We can shine the light of Jesus, even by standing up and saying, no, Mm. Man, and and I'm just going to say this, Jamie, I'm so sorry. Like, and you can tell the difference, you know, how did it make you feel when the kid said, no, leave her alone. Hey, you can't do that. Put the pencil down. And then the massive contrast between everyone's watching and probably because she was the most popular girl in school, they were afraid to go against her. And I, I just, in my heart, I guess I don't really care about my popularity or whatever. I just say what I say, but if you, you start bullying somebody around me, I will step in. Actually, it happened this summer in Spain on the beach. Our friend, her daughter was getting bullied by this kid. And of course, Spanish people are very nice. And they're like, you know, you really shouldn't do that. You know, in Spanish. No se puede. And I literally went up to him because he kept doing it to her. And I got down on this level and I looked him in the eye and I said, no, para, stop, no mas, no tocala. No more. Don't touch her. The thing about it is I think that makes me so angry about it is that that's what the devil does. I mean, the enemy does that. He's a bully. He will bully us and then he prompts other people, but that is the problem. And I think that as we stand up for others and that we're the advocates, we are, that makes you a leader. That's a scary place to be to lead out. But I just think when we can agree with someone else's no, if you can say something and do something about it, don't be a good audience for bad behavior. 
Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that is so important. And I think that, you know, so many times as we kind of shared earlier that we're afraid to say no, because we're supposed to be nice, we're supposed to be kind, but we need to make sure that we, you know, God has given us, he's given us authority over the enemy to put the enemy in his place. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we have to be mean. You can be firm and still be nice at the same time. For me, it's, uh, well, maybe it's because I'm an old woman or something like that, but I'm like, I usually, when I say no, I'll put the sugar filter on first and go, that's not a good idea. And then it gets a little bit firmer and my face changes and I stop smiling. And then it's like, you better know that I am serious about this. No. And it's that stop thing. And and sometimes it just takes like your friends, like sometimes I'll have friends around me and I'll be like, that ain't right. Do you think that's right? That's not right. Well, let's go do something about it. And you go together in force. But I think you don't have to be like, no, like screamy no, <laughs> unless someone's going to like get like hurt or something. But you just have to have the confidence behind and back your no. And that you know what's going to happen. If he, if that person says no, what's your next step? Well, if you don't, this is what I'm doing. Yes, I love that. You have to have a plan of what you're going to do next. All right, this was part one of a two-part series with Lee. Be sure to listen in next week for part two. Next week, we're going to talk about the integrity of your no in your relationships, in your friendships, even when it comes to adults. How do you... Say no when you know that things are going against your convictions. So be sure to tune back in next week because this is a very powerful series. All right, ladies, I want you to repeat after me like we do every single week, but I want you to really mean it from your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see. How incredible God made me. All right, ladies, two quick announcements this week. So this month is November, and we have a very incredible Black Friday sale for you coming up very soon. I cannot wait to share it with you, but be on the lookout. Now, for those of you who are listening and you work with teens, I have something pretty incredible for you, too, coming out this Black Friday, and you don't want to miss it. So if that is you, I would love to connect with you. Go to the Uncommon Teen app. You can download that at UncommonTeenApp.com and click on the tab that says Connect with Jamie and just let me know I work with teens. That simple. All right, ladies, have a wonderful week and I'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know just how much God really does love you. Now, I want you to repeat after me and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, so I have a question for you. What does your summer look like? What is one thing that you are going to do this summer that is going to change your life forever? What are you going to do this summer to help you make friends who love Jesus that will help you grow in your walk with God, all while having a blast. If your answer is, well, (laughs) not really a whole lot. Well, I have something just for you that will help you do all of those things. Are you interested? What if you did something this summer that could change your life forever? 
Ladies, I want to invite you to join me for Uncommon Teen Live 2024 because you are going to do just that. You are going to meet your new besties. You're going to have a blast and grow in your walk with God. So grab your parents, head on over to UncommonTeen.com and grab your tickets today.